0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash Podcast, where the Commander crew discusses Commander-related topics, and today we got a hot one, because um we're going to be talking about the ban list! Yay! Wanted to talk about this one again. Uh, uh, it's that time of the year again, huh? <laughs> Oh yeah! All right! All oh right. Right. yeah! So, uh, as always, joining me, um, I'm joined by, by three other co-hosts. We're going to go around the table. Uh, First is the one person in Commander who probably loves drawing cards even more than me. It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going? Good, Domer.
1: How are you today? Oh, I'm I'm excited. (laughs) Could going to be a good one. I'm excited for this podcast, too. (laughs) All right. Next up, we
0: have the one player who you should never, ever search your library for if he has black (laughs) and two other mana up. It's Krim. How's it going, Crim? (laughs) it's going well I'm pretty excited for the the topic
2: at hand today and also I feel like the counter like my introduction next time should be and the one person who wants to stop drawing as much as Seth wants to draw
0: (laughs) the one person who wants Hallbreacher unbanned he's just picketing outside of the RC's house yes (laughs) you all hear me he's caught he needs to be free fair magic (laughs) (laughs) all right and next up, we got Richard, oh, a person who loves the the puppy that draws cards. I think the Elvish Visionary. New staple in white. Stan. dogish Visionary. Dogish be in the Visionary. People
3: are not pleased with you poo pooing on the best yeah. puppers.
0: Everyone backed Richard up <laughs> it on that too. Fine. Everyone backed him up. Yeah, roast me in the comments section. That, that's what I wanted to be roasted about in this particular podcast. Um,. <laughs> All right, so um, as you can guess from the title and the intro, we're going to be discussing. Uh, we're going to be discussing the ban lists and uh, not a, spe- a specific ban, but we're going to be talking about the ban list in general, the commander ban list in general. Uh, are we happy with the ban list overall? Are we? Uh, what type of goals do we want the ban list to achieve? And do we think it's currently achieving those goals? And if the the rules committee is doing a good job upholding, you know, uh, the health of the format in general? So we're going pretty uh, pretty deep here. Uh, but before we jump into the topic got hands there's a couple things you can do to help this channel grow the first thing is you if you're if you're watching this on youtube or you're listening to this on spotify or itunes or wherever you're listening to it um you can like and subscribe um, to help the channel grow, and the other way you can help us grow is by heading over to the MTG Goldfish merch store, mtggoldfishmerch.com, you can pick up all the sweet playmats that are stapled on Richard's wall, you can get uh, deck sleeves, you can get deck boxes, you can get tokens, and so much more, uh, t-shirts and, and cool swag that you can actually wear Um, at mtggoldfishmerch.com. Alright, so topic at hand... Ah, uh, this this kind of uh, was brought uh, brought about because there was a you know a, a yearly um, update to the ban list. Uh, so the rules committee does a yearly report on on if there's going to be any changes, and they don't necessarily have to make any changes. And in in this case, there was no changes. So they made a they made an update very recently, like two weeks ago uh no changes and they gave an explanation why you're gonna you can find the full link to their explanation down below but there's there's like a quote that i'm going to be reading out just uh the kind of kind of uh sparked this whole podcast in general so uh when discussing uh the fact that they're not going to make any changes uh they say quote uh there are several cards which are popular topics of concern on the internet, such as Turgrid, God of Fright, Dockside Extortionist, and Fast's Oracle, but none of them have reached problematic levels of play in our target demographic, games governed by a strong social contract. The RC feels that all of them can be handled via discussion among players before a game, and that it's not too difficult to draw a line between reasonable and unreasonable uses. For groups where no social contract exists, this is more challenging, but building trust via communication continues to be the best tool players have to create an enjoyable game. Um, and then they also uh, updated their uh, their. FAQ on the social contract, what is the social contract? And they define it as, the social contract is often implemented slash interpreted as the importance of the players having a conversation before each game starts to make sure everyone understands each player's expectation about their desired experience. Communicate what you enjoy about Commander, what you're hoping or not to see in the game, such as specific cards, length of games, or general strategies. Then change plans a bit if necessary. So the the main takeaway here is that the ban list, the purpose of the ban list, is is it's aiming it at people who have play groups uh, that already have an established social contract. That's what I. That was my takeaway from it. I, I read. I read a verbatim, and that's that's my main takeaway. What What does everybody think about that? Starting with Richard.
3: Yeah. So the way the RC defines a social contract doesn't necessarily mean playgroup, right? It's you're supposed to sit down and have this conversation and. The way they phrase it, it sounds like a very long conversation, right? Like, what do you hope to achieve and what cards do you want to see, right? Where like, would you like to be in five years? Give <laughs> me your five-year you How know, many turns Realistically, realistically like? I don't yeah. think anyone actually does that. Like, the conversation, I think, lasts literally 20 seconds max, right? Like, you know the one-line description people put in moto rooms? It's just, like, power level 8, no infinites or something, right? Or, like, power level... I'm playing pre-cons, mm-hmm. My my deck is like $10 max, right? Like that's yeah. literally the extent of the conversation. So I agree we should have that conversation. But sitting down and being like, well, how does everyone think about the top 20 lists of saltiest cards that are not banned, right? Like I think that <laughs> is not realistic. And for some reason, the RC thinks it is. And also some people don't want to talk. I know this is shocking, but you know, you may not be, you know, a very social person. You want to just play a game maybe playing a game is how you socialize. So maybe you don't wanna come in and have this big, you know, debate over various philosophies on gameplay,
1: right, so it seems a bit of a cop out. The expectation doesn't seem super realistic to me as far as having this huge conversation. I just, I I don't think I would wanna do it. And then if you get into like judging your cards power and your decks power, that's really hard. Like I'm bad at that. And I've been playing magic in commander for a long time. And if someone asks me like my next power level, I I always just usually say seven because I have no idea. And that's a nice like round number that makes sense. The other thing is like, do we even need ban lists for groups that like have this strong social contract? Like to me, this seems so backwards. Like I grew up playing basketball And we would play what we called barn ball, which was kind of just me and my friends more or less murdering each other in the backyard with (laughs) very minimal, very minimal rules. Like people were getting kind of tackled and smashed and, and we all loved it we didn't need the official basketball rules because we were all friends and we had like a social contract so we didn't need you know the nba rc telling us you know D- do or don't do this but then if i went and played a pickup game in a gym with a bunch of strangers i definitely wanted there to be some amount of rules involved so we all had like you know the same expectations so it seems backwards to me that you'd base your ban list on what works for games that do have a strong social contract because those are the games that need the guidance of what cards are, you know, good and bad to play, I think, the least compared to games that don't have that strong social contract.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that totally makes a lot more sense, right? I mean, like, why, why are we spending more time? Like, like why, why are we just going out and, I don't know, putting, a, like, a, a ban list on a group that already knows what they want and don't want to play against, right? So it is kind of weird. I do think that this is something where I would wish that the rules the RC would kind of just be a little more hands-on about and be a little more aggressive about. Just like, here's the ban list, and, you know, like,
1: you go play. That's it. And I want them to be a little more aggressive about banning and unbanning things. Because if you ban Thassa's Oracle or you ban Oxide Extortionist, and there's a group with a strong social contract that really likes it, they're going to play it anyway. Like, on Commander Clash, if there was no ban list whatsoever, our games would be just as fun and would work out just as well because we all know each other's play styles and we have that social contract. So, I don't know. It seems, to me, it just seems so backwards. Like, I don't even know the, the logic of that, like what they're thinking to base their bannings on that.
0: This is this is kind of the reason why. Like, as soon as I read this this particular update, I I felt like we had to talk about it because, like 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 you guys said, I, I I think this like the the aim of the ban list is 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 literally the opposite of what their goal their stated goal is. Their stated goal is to have a ban list that is for people who already have a strong social uh social uh norms and understanding of what they want out of a commander game but those are the exact people who do not need a ban list like you said we we've played together commander clash so many times we've gone through basically what we do and do not want out of a game experience we've done you know the expropriates we've done stuff that we were like you know what Maybe we should avoid playing this style of game in the future. We figured all that stuff out for us and there's plenty of cards that aren't explicitly banned that we're going to avoid, but there's also plenty of banned cards that we'd probably just give it a shot if we want to, if it fits our our group. So the ban list is not useful for us. The ban list is is for people who don't have a good social uh, understanding, people who are at pickup games, who are going to an LGS, Playing with people that they're not too familiar with, that they haven't actually had a chance to actually, uh, you know, play their their games out and figure out what what is good and bad for that particular playgroup. People who are going to conventions and meeting meeting strangers that way, or people who are playing on Magic Online, where again you're just doing pickup games, and also you don't really have a choice on whether or not you have a ban list because the Magic Online community just has has the bans. You can't you can't do your own. Uh, version of it. So those are the groups that need the most help. Like the people who are new to the game and stuff like that need to need to understand, like, uh, you know, like the basic basic environment that we're trying to cultivate here. And man, when they when they said it was for just social for for people who already had social uh you know social settings and and, and figured all that stuff out already, it's like, this how do you how do you miss that much? I don't know.
1: <sighs> Yeah, I mean, so so why why does why would the ban list even exist if that's your perspective? Like that's the weirdest thing for me with all this is like if that's your perspective that you're doing this for people that have the you know a social contract in these you know set uh, they're played by this set of rules. Why do we even need the R C? Like why why do we need like why do we need any of this? Like it seems so, I, so ridiculous. I think their
3: intent is here are some loose rules. But we strongly encourage you to talk amongst the players to determine your custom set of rules. I think like that's what they're trying to say, but like you guys all said, like if you're newbies, you don't know what to talk about. Maybe you don't know this card is broken, so you're not even going to bring it up. Maybe you don't want to have a 20-minute long conversation. Like I think their reason is flawed, but I believe that's the reason. right? The reason is here's some loose guidance we're not you know we're not the you know the creators of magic or something right like you guys you guys are the 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 people playing so you guys decide but here's what we think and take that with an asterisk but that asterisk is so big it's useless so you might as well just not say
0: anything right (laughs) it's also it's also like what what exactly are trying to accomplish with their ban list because they don't really have a explicit guideline on what things get banned and what don't. They've given hints and vague comments on what, what they consider ban-worthy. Usually, the, the two words they say are, like, cultivate an unfun environment, which, again, this is purely subjective, and then also is ubiquitous, whereas that card shows up a lot. But when then you look at the actual ban list, like, we've done two podcasts going through every single card, and we're like, you know, most of these cards would not be played and would not be an issue at the table. We, I remember like we talked about like they recently unbanned Worldfire and there was a big hubbub about it being like is this going to ruin, you know, most play groups, you know, is this going to show up all over the place? Was there any good reason to unban it, you know, like is it a net positive for the format? Worldfire unbans, we saw it played in Commander Clash one time as a finisher and it succeeded as a finisher. I've seen it in the wild i think maybe one time as a finisher again and and that's it like who's who's talking about worldfire after it got banned nobody it's it doesn't get played so it's like and then you look at like the rest of the stuff they have on the on the ban list like coalition victory and like biorhythm and stuff and they're just like they're, they're they they don't have consistency in their rule set and it's like why why even have rules like if if they're not consistent and we don't know what their basis is, they're just they're just off the table because. And then if there are problematic cards, and you should figure it out with your play group, I guess. And it's like, why why does why does it exist? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused.
1: What <laughs> what do you guys think about the expectation of having a conversation before the game and like the amount of conversation? Is that something that happens in other games? Like, is that something that people playing games want to like have this this social contract that they set up to play the game or do you just want to like have a board game night and sit down and like play a game or go to a local game store and play a game like I don't know to me is that uh, do you think that's normal in the world of gaming or is this a unique thing to commander where we have this the social contract rule before the game starts this is so unique I well, I mean like it's so weird because I just go and show
2: up and it's like all right board game night play it all right sure yell scream at each other but at the same time at the end of it all we we laugh and you know onto the next board game right so like that that's why commander it's so it's so weird because there's so many gray areas so like there's a lot of things that are just like so so weird like having to sit down before you play your game have this 30 minute discussion and just kind of go over the rules of what you want to see and what you don't want to see well it's like well, I mean, that'd be like if we played Catan and you were like, hey, Krim, so you can't cut off my longest road, okay? I'm like, why not?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I I somewhat disagree with this because it, 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 Commander, to me, feels like a board game where everybody brings their own half of the board, you know? And then right. you have to kind of, like, Catan is, is, is more like, imagine if you all drafted from the same card pool and then you played the game together and then it's like well we all we all we're all playing with the same pieces but Commander's kind of unique where like your deck is kind of like the pieces that you've brought to the board and then everybody has to agree upon well is this is are these pieces balanced with the others are or, or rather the more important question or are, are these pieces bringing a net fun to the to the board game if we're keeping with that analogy or not if, if that makes sense so I, mean, I feel like you have to talk even, about it a
2: little bit. I, I think you can talk about it a little bit, but at some point, every board game, the net fun, like, you, I, I think that, that that on its own, right, the net fun, is, therein lies the problem, right? Everyone's just like, ah, everyone needs to have, like, the same amount of fun. But at some point, a game does end, right? And someone will run away with something. Someone will do something. And, and like, how they get there may, like like, example, I, you know, like, Cut Seth off for longest road, and it's like, ah, he's <laughs> cut him off from getting points. You know, like that's just how some people play, and it's fine. It's an as it's part of the game. Yeah, you got strip mine. So I don't know. I I think that that is like a big problem, right? Like it's like the net fun that everyone should have, and it's like, well. At that point, then I feel like we have to go into like spreadsheets of like, well, everybody has to make sure they have to have at least five points of fun through a game, right? It's like, oh boy, everyone has to hit that quota before we can do anything. (laughs) So I don't know. Like, this is the one thing that's weird about Commander. I, I'm like, I'm not even spiky. That's the funny thing. I'm like, like I just I think at some point the game does need to end, and, and and things have to progress. So I don't know why, or you know, and like and people interact and do things, right? It's like, okay, I don't know. Like what do, you, what do you want, right? Like what do you want? I, I don't
3: Yeah, I think so the the conversation happens in like literally ten seconds in everything else. You know, you play pickup basketball, you know, the six five guy comes over, he's like, I'm a collegiate athlete. You're like, okay, so I guess it's like 5 v <laughs> U1, right? Yeah. And like that's it, right? Or, you know, if you are the collegiate athlete, you're like, Hey guys, uh, I I I'm like all pro at my school and then you like it's sorted out instantly, right? Or you're playing, you know, video games and some guy's like I used to be a StarCraft Pro gamer. So, you know, we got we to gotta do free-for-all or something, right? We can't 1v1. It'll be ridiculous, right? And it exists in Magic to an extent, right? If you bring a CDH list, you're going to tell people it's CDH, right? Or if I oh, play yeah. with my friends, I'm like, hey, uh, I do Magic for a living and my collection is worth like $10,000. Your pre condex <laughs> you know, you're going to have to gang up on me yeah, right? yeah. To, to like even yeah. up on this, right? Like, I think that is acceptable. I don't think... Asking whether my three drop uh, is above the curve for power level, you know, like, oh, you know, there's this big debate on Reddit about turgrid and like, you know, I'm running these cards, but not those cards. Is this good? Like, maybe one person can do it for one card. But if you have five cards in your deck, and those four people, you have like an hour long podcast before you even start the game, right? So I think yeah. that's not acceptable. And that's where the ground rules come in. It's just not possible. It's
0: it's also, I, I mean, I regularly go over rule zero conversation when I'm basically like when whenever somebody wants me on their stream or whatever they usually will like set up a group chat or something like that and everybody will be like all right what power level you know they'll they'll have a couple questions they'll be like what power level do you want it to be uh, are infinite's okay you know is mld okay or whatever like that and we usually like share our 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 decks or whatever we want to be playing and uh, like all all of, like one person will, will will share a deck the other people won't respond is like all right well i guess i'm just going to run this <laughs> pick something that's like close enough you know like that's that's how it works so there's there's like some some wasted time uh, on discord or whatever ahead of ahead of the stream so everybody brings in something that's like relatively balanced but i can tell you from like a lot of experience because i've done this many many times with a lot of different groups the first game the first two games you're you're just kind of figuring it out it's not going to be a balanced experience some people will be like oh i i, I guess uh you know like playing the obliterate obliterates in my in my deck or whatever Jokel hops or something wasn't that cool i, I know now for the next game like yeah so so this the the rule zero thing first like i i think we've all we've all kind of agreed that like first of all it's not very practical for for an actual like sitting down and doing this every single time and i also feel like it just kind of like this the best way to get rule zero out is just to play the game with people multiple times and so like once you've done that you don't need the ban list so again the ban list what is it for what is it for? And and they're <laughs> apparently like it's it's for people who already have the social contract, which I'm like. Ah. So so I guess I guess to keep keep this moving forward, um, for the for the updates in particular, they, they did mention Turgrid, Dockside, and Oracle. Uh did you did did you want any of these bands?
1: Why why not? Is yeah. does is this good? Is this bad? So for me, uh Dockside, I think. It really shouldn't have never been printed. Honestly, like I think that was like pretty, pretty clearly a mistake from Wizards, uh, which I think means they should probably ban it. It's. It's one of those cards that's just, uh, it's so powerful in so many situations that even if you try to play it fairly, which I've done, uh, watched some of last season's Commander Clash episodes, there's certainly decks where I just play it for value and it still ends up like, oh, it combos off and I stole someone's Scarab God and I reanimate it. And next thing you know, I have 70 mana and I'm just like winning the game out of nowhere. So I think that side, I would definitely support it being banned. The other two are a little bit more a little trickier. Uh, Oracle, I feel like is problematic in CDH, but I don't know, maybe I'm biased because of our play group where none of us really play brutal fast as Oracle combos. And when it does show up, it's mostly is like a laboratory maniac is a fair card where it's like, I might draw my deck or I'm some sort of self mill strategy rather than a combo piece. I think that's how most people play it in like mid power games. And I think that's probably fine. Like if people started to play it, uh, you know, Thorical style, then it would probably be a problem. in I've seen it like once, I don't know, like probably if, well, we had a play group where we had a limited amount of decks rather than playing a different deck each week and one person was a turgid player that was constantly wrecking me, maybe I'd probably want it banned. But I, my experience has been that it, once in a while, it's it can be obnoxious, but if you play against it once in a while, I don't think it's a, a big deal. <laughs> I I think the only thing that should have been
2: on there uh, that should have been banned out of that those cards was just Dockside. Dockside is just absurd. It's like my thing here is uh, Turgrid uh, um, and and, like, you know, what's the other card? Turgrid and Thoracle. These are all just like win cons. Uh, There's lots of win cons and things like that inside like Commander, right? There's already a bunch of broken things running around that can end the game. That's fine. The thing here is I have a problem more so with Dockside being such a big enabler. Like, and it goes in any and every archetype, right? Like, that can play it. It just goes yep. in there, right? So I think that just makes it kind of boring and that, like, it is just such a, a boost, a, a quick shot of, like, just, like, resources uh, for such a low investment. And just that's the problem. It's a huge enabler. And, like, win cons exist everywhere. That's that's fine. I don't care about any of those other cards. That's that's fine to me. If you play them, all, you can play them all day long. Dockside, though, it's just busted. That card is just super duper broken.
3: Yeah, I, I don't care too much either way for Darkside, uh, but they should be consistent, right? If their reason for banning primeval titan was it's too powerful, the game devolves into blinking and copying and stealing <laughs> prime time, this happens at two mana, right? Like
0: And immediately, like it, just the it, same exactly. turn. You don't, you don't need to attack like So, it's, like, not... they the battlefield tapped, even? Like, it's, like... It's (laughs) not consistent
3: at all, right? So, either you say we're going to curb the power level and we ban them all, or you say anything goes and you unban them all. Like, I don't see why Primetime is banned while Dockside is unbanned. Either they're both banned or none are banned or something like that, right? So, I I don't understand this. And also, they said they're not banning for power level.
2: Whatever that means. (laughs) Right? So... Well, Dockside's offensive on every axis, right? Power level and fun, right? Like It's just like, <laughs> it is offensive on every level. If, if something is so powerful,
3: it's not fun, right? So I don't know how you can say
0: you Fun can't according to who, though? The RC? Hmm, maybe the RC likes it. I don't know. That That's also, like, the main issue. Like, I, I agree with Richard. It's like, it's a consistency thing. It's like, is if Docside is okay, w- why isn't something like Primetime Okay. They also do grandfather banning where they keep stuff banned even though like their current criteria doesn't wouldn't have it banned today. They just keep it there because they don't think it's going it has they don't think it has value to the format. The 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 lack of consistency on any of these bans are just absolutely mind-boggling to me. It really feels like a just like whatever the whim these like four people just assume is or isn't good for the format, and they're just kind of lazy about unbanning stuff. Like, that's just that's what I, my takeaway
1: is right now. Like,
0: <sighs> <sighs> yeah, <laughs> all right, it's somebody else, like gonna sip away and sip away <sighs> my anger.
1: I mean, we we talked about that a lot when we did the podcast going through the entire ban list, where I think all of our biggest takeaway was like lack of consistency, lack of consistency, and, and I think that's that's still true and not changing. Um. <sighs> I do wonder if there's some bias, like with the RC being biased towards how they play commander or their playgroup, That's something that we've kind of thought and mentioned in the past to some cases, but it does really make me wonder if like how their games happen when they meet every, you know, week to play with their play group. Like is that what's controlling this entire format that millions of players are playing or is that having a, an outsized impact on how this format is run and, is that even a good thing at this point? When the when you got a format that has millions of players, because that's kind of how it feels like this really small, fairly insular group of a handful of people just kind of rules the whole thing, like a like a monarchy or something. Are we going to the part where we poo poo the RC? <laughs> <laughs> so
3: I I, I I actually want to say this and be very clear. So the individuals on the RC, like they're doing the best they can given the circumstances, right? But they should not be in the situation. Like Hasbro is like, what, a 10, 12 billion dollar company? Half of that is Wizards, say half of that is Commander. You basically have four volunteers wielding like, you know, three, four billion dollars. That is ridiculous, right? Wizards should have a full-time team of like 30 people constantly researching, surveying, experimenting, whatever, balancing the format, and not rely on four people that have day jobs, that have no affiliation with your company, actually have no repercussions for doing a bad job or a good job, right? So, you know, wizards should take control of this. And, you know, if we think the RC is doing a good job, they should hire them and like formally expand that team and have them work full time. If they think they're not doing a good job, then implement their own team to do it, right? But the fact that so much money is in the hands of these like random volunteers mm. is quite ridiculous, right? And you know, as a as a Hasbro shareholder, I would be quite mm-hmm. terrified,
1: right? Like <laughs> one wrong misstep, right? And there goes like a quarter of your company, right? I think it I think it might have made sense 10 years ago like when commander was just starting and it was you know judges playing edh in the back rooms at gps and stuff but it's just gotten so big and there's so many people playing it and there's so many products being made for it that i I definitely agree with richard that i think you gotta at least consider having more than a team of you know volunteers that that are the final say over the format i'm surprised that wizards hasn't i've done something with that at this point with how much effort and money wizards is pouring into the format i'm surprised they're okay with with having a group of volunteers that end up being the the rule makers for uh for such an important part of their business
2: i mean i like yeah like this is this is such a weird thing right because like no matter what People are are not going to be happy with them, but yeah, like much like what Richard had mentioned, uh, I I I do think they should probably just either a hire them on like the like the RC, make them and like see what they would how they'd be in like a design space and kind of like a little bit more hands on. I think that'd be interesting, or or just kind of do your own thing, <laughs> like as in like Watsi just takes control of the band list and like the RC, it's uh, essentially themselves
0: i i kind of agree with that as well like my when many years ago if you if you asked me like should wizards of the coast take over the ban list i would have said no because the the wizards of the coast is has the primary motive is to you know make money so they would maybe make uh changes to the format that were detrimental in the long term for short-term profits you know like they'd maybe maybe if they had if they had access to uh the rules like if they if they just had full sale of, of the format they could push out really powerful chase cards who sell whatever sets they want and then they could make sure that those cards would never get banned or at least they wouldn't get banned for you know the time frame that they're still making profit off sales off that card and then afterwards they can be like all right well now we ban it uh, but now that i'm now that like i've, I've seen you know many years later I don't feel like the rules committee does really any anything differently than what the what Wizards of the Coast would be doing right now. Like, I don't think the RC would be like, hey, this chase card that you printed, it's too much and it's it's too powerful and it's warping the format in a way that we deemed unhealthy. Therefore we're banning it. We're putting our foot down. I feel like that's just not that's just not something we're ever going to see. And, and like you, I kind of see with Golos. Like I don't think I don't think if Golos is printed immediately after a couple months, they just ban it. They had to wait a long time for for Golos to get banned. And I feel like it was probably with the blessings of Wizards of the Coast at that point. So I think I, I, at this point, I just just hand over hand it over to to Wizards of the Coast. Like I don't think there's going to be much changes. And if there are changes, it's going to be changes for the better. Like I at mean, least Wizards of the Coast has like data to like actually make you know, some consistency there or hire them, you know, like if they're doing a good job, hire them.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like they they would be looking at. Well, I mean, they would have to have like moto data of like games played cards played. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that, that they would have access to for Magic Online in specific that would hopefully be able to guide some of these banning decisions. Like you might be able to have a more more objective answer to like, does Dockside need to be banned? If you can look and see like this many people are playing it, this is how often that person won the game, which is something that I don't think the rules committee has. I mean, they probably do to the same extent that everyone else who has a playgroup group has. Like we have the ability to look at our Commander Clash games and do stats episodes. And I'm sure that they have the ability to with their games and make the best decision possible based on that, but that's not the same as having millions of games of data which Wizards would have access to. So I almost feel like it would benefit the RC if they were hired and officially part of Wizards, because then they would have way more tools to do their job, essentially, I would assume.
2: I would then think, though, then they would have like, this is, you know, because a small indie company, Wizards of the Coast, uh, (laughs) doesn't actually, you know... (laughs) I don't know if they, like, at that point, if they hire on the RC, right, to do all of this, I think they're going to need a bigger team.
1: Yeah. They're going to need a lot so. bigger team,
2: right? And and that that's going to then lead to a lot more money, although I'm sure that'd be, like, a drop in the bucket for, for them. But I think that legitimately, yeah, like, like they, they would need a bigger team. And is that that's uh, probably why they're not doing like that what if i but, told you standard and, was governed by like a handful of volunteers uh,
3: right you'd be like what the heck <laughs> you be right? like so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, oh, yeah Awkward, what, if, what, if, what if like full-time uh, jobs they should be traveling yeah. the country they should be in a car every continent going to every lgs playing games asking people surveying people like grabbing data right like but they're not. They have full-time jobs, and they play a couple games a week. It's like if we made the ban list, right? Like, oh, we've played, like, hundreds of games of Commander. I'm like, no, I would never want to make the ban list. That's ridiculous, right? I haven't put the effort and time uh, that's necessary, right? I don't have access Do to the data. you know how fast
0: I put risk study on that ban list, Richard? It would be like, dang, day one,
3: boom! Right? For our casual play group, it's fine. But to control literally the whole format for millions of players, that is not enough effort right so and, you know they, they do need to hire them and scale the team up right like not just
0: and it's also one intern. it's also like compared to like the last decade right like commander from a decade ago versus commander now just imagine how many more players we've had it just makes sense that we you would have a bigger team like this is a little bit of i guess my uh
2: tinfoil hat on i guess but uh <laughs> I think I think it's just because like yo, we need scapegoats. <laughs> We're just gonna mm. let them be the scapegoats.
1: <laughs> that, might, that might, I That's mean, fair. they do have an impossible we, job. Like the RC, like right? they're in a no-win situation. Yeah. You don't ban it, you do ban right? it, and I would not want to. I would not want their job, and I think. Considering that, I think they do the best job that they can with the resources yeah. they have and in the situation. So definitely not a bashing the RC thing. I, I like every RC person I've met. I like a lot. So this yeah. is a bashing the RC thing. But to go back to what you said earlier, Krim, like if we if wizards would have to invest a ton to hire more people to make the commander rules work that's probably a good sign that the current system isn't really able to meet the needs of such a big format like because right now the rc has even less resources than they would have if they were at wizards and had their data so so maybe that means something needs to change i also want to ask you guys like what makes rc legitimate why do it why like why do we listen to the rc they're not said so like they're oh, like, yeah. <laughs> they're wizard says, wiz- those wizards? are the rules, right? Like, it's kind of RC- like yeah. they are <laughs> historically were important to the format because they had a lot to do with its development. But it's not like it's an elected body that like rules the format or anything. It's just kind of like they made the website. <laughs> like, couldn't someone else just be like, hey, I, I RC two and I made my own website with my own band list, and wouldn't that be equally legitimate if people listen to them?
0: I think, it, but the the Wizards of the Coast grants the RC legitimacy, right? Like, whatever changes they make, like they if they if they say Golos is banned, then the official ban list is updated. And Wizards of the Coast is like, yeah, Golos is banned. We're gonna we're gonna code that into Magic Online as well. You know, like you can't play Golos anymore.
1: I guess it's, now, I, so are they I, part I Wizards Wizards of Wizards the Coast- already? Then, like, should we should we just view them as a? Is a branch of Wizards. Like, if Wizards just does what they say, and we know that they get input on like new card designs, we've heard some stories about like Lutri, they ran by the RC before, before printing it, and that was like figured out ahead of time. Like, are they already a part of Wizards? And it's just this weird relationship that we don't really see, you know, in public, but behind the scenes, the RC is just part of Wizards. I, well, I think that show, that, that could
2: be true, right? It's probably just like contracts, legal, like legal work, lots of things like that. Uh, that's probably just like you know what? It's easier if we just you know do things a little like you know unofficially, but yet officially, you know. So
3: (laughs) I I I want to combine all your
2: theories. Like, I think Crim's conspiracy theory is right that
3: Wizards is guiding them behind the scenes, and Wizards is using them as a scapegoat. Uh, but also like there's no actual real resources being devoted to balancing (laughs) the format. (laughs) They're just using them, and like because remember when. Silver bordered cards, what was it unglued or oh whatever came God. out? Yeah, and then RC is like, oh yes, for <laughs> like a month, we're gonna make silver bordered cars legal. Like that is hundred thousand percent a wizards. Watsi initiative, right? So like <laughs> Watsi was clearly behind that in some way. So I think they just have no resources to this, and they just use the RC, and RC does what they. Are told and then are scapegoated and crucified for all the problems with the format. (laughs) Well,
0: it's not even it's not even a a conspiracy theory. Isn't one of the one of the four one of the people on the RC is a Wizards of the Coast employee already. So and then also I know Sheldon, uh, one of one of the RC people again also was invited to work on one of the Strixhaven commander decks, um, the Silver Quail statement deck. Um, so a lot of his designs have shown up on the cards as well. So he was literally hired to work on Commander in a in a formal in a formal oh, way. Does he have time to do that if he's spending his time
1: balancing
0: <laughs> Commander, tover so,
1: <laughs> so so if we all sort of think that the RC is heavily connected to Wizards, are we in the wrong to even frame this as being about the RC at all? Like when we read this announcement. And we're kind of like, uh, you know, the social contract thing. Maybe they should have banned Dockside. Like, is it wizards we should be pointing the finger at? Like, if they actually are pulling the strings and they're the puppet masters, like, is wizards doing a poor job managing commander? And we're just weird scapegoating the RC because we're blaming them for for the you know decisions wizards is making. You don't have to get (laughs) conspiratorial, though,
0: because, like, Wizards of the Coast could at any given time just... Formally take over, right? They'll be like, no, only full-time Wizards of the Coast employees are going to be working on the balance. They could, they could do that whenever they want, and they choose not to so like if we want mm. to say you know things are, are not good then really behind the at the end of the day it's it stop the 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 buck or i was gonna say the puck stops on <laughs> on the wizards of the coast that, <laughs> that's the, the canadian version on... i think it's a buck yeah stops. yeah the so buck, here, the buck <laughs> yeah. stops here well the buck stops here Tober. the buck stops here the hockey puck stops <laughs> <with> them all right <laughs> And and uh, so so like that's not conspiratorial, like yeah, like we are we're focusing on the RC, but this is really a Wizards of the Coast issue thing. And, and mm, I mean, all right, I
2: I do wonder, like example, like when we complain about a certain card, right? Like how much? Does like this is another thing, right? This is why it's kind of annoying. I think it's why I want it all under one roof. Like I want it just all under Watsy or something, or be, because. All right. Well, when we complain about a card, you know, how much does the RC actually get to like have a say in it? Like, they're like, okay, well, hey, uh, we want Dockside banned, or people have been restless about Dockside. They're like, ah, well, you know, do we need to ban it right now? You know, like you could, you we could wait a little bit longer. Like, you know, I I can't help but wonder if how much of this is just like like the RC waiting for Watsy to give them the green light.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it could be it could be that they're just puppets at this point. Like, I, I think that's the implication there is that, like they don't really have a say on anything or they're just, you know, giving feedback because I, I know they also gave feedback on the like, commander legends. You know, like a lot of people right. also on the CAG uh, on on the commander advisory group saw cards like Jeweled Lotus and they're like, no, this card is very powerful. Please don't print it. And the Wizards of the Coast was like. But we're gonna make it and it's gonna make a lot of money, so screw you guys. Card, um, card's not like good. I mean, it's, card's okay. it's not that good. Okay, it's not, it's, it's terrible, a, It's then. just, it's just okay. It's just okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the same could have happened with Docside, I guess. What right. if, what if it was well, Docside? Well, no, no,
2: no. Docside is just so <laughs> offensive that that's why I think this is like something where like Watsi, like. RC has to just bring it to Watsi. Watsy sits there, tanks on it for like a year and a half, like how they do with most bannings. <laughs> like they waited a month before Jace the Mind Sculptor essentially rotated to ban him, right? So uh, like I, I don't know. Like they're they're this is that's obviously like, you know, mainline. But then RC I feel like is the same. Like they're probably just sitting there and they're just like kind of just in the middle and they're waiting for Watsi to say something.
1: I mean, if, it, if you so want the tinfoil hat, they might be reprinting Dockside in Commander Legends 2, and that oh. might be a reason why, why Wizards Definitely would are. be like, no. Like, if Wizards is making the choice, why would you want to ban a band $70 card that's about to sell a whole bunch of boosters? So, I don't know. That so, so, seems like a theoretical possibility. Well, I, I guess, guess we'll we, find out for Commander Legends 2. I mean, right? we'll see. Yeah. We got a couple months to go. We'll find out.
0: So, we started the podcast talking about the RSC's decisions on on this thing, and we, we we basically said like we don't like where where the ban list is is being focused on. Like the purpose of the ban list, we said it shouldn't be on people who don't have the social contract or people who it shouldn't be focused on people who already have a social contract because that's literally the opposite of what they should be doing. They should be focusing on the people who don't have as strong of a social contract. People who are doing pickup games, and now we we went basically on whether or not the RSC even has any any uh, response. Responsibility whatsoever, or are they just you know advisors to whatever the Wizards of the Coast is, is is saying? And I think that's valid, but like I feel I feel like we have to take whatever they have in like we have to take their whatever they state at face value because I mean sure. these are these yeah. are these are conspiracies, right? Like right, if, if right. they have a stated goal, that's the only thing that we can really critique uh, tangibly tangibly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? the the puck stops with them is what i'm trying to say (laughs) the the puck stops Uh, here yeah yeah, yeah, for sure for sure So, uh, to swing it back to that i want to swing it back to that for a second and i wanted to ask um basically uh what are we looking for the ban list to accomplish like is the current ban list is it is the current balance as stated by the rc assuming they have the power to to shape it however they will uh, Are you are you happy with what the band list is doing? And what would you what would you want a band list to do? Like if you have, if you were the RC and you weren't a puppet of Wizards of the Coast <laughs> and your law was final, <laughs> uh, what 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 would be a band list that you would be looking for? What is the stated goal of the band list? Not what particular cards, but what what would be your stated goal? I mean, would, not- okay, would they have would they have access to the resources?
2: Like would yes. they have like okay? Then yeah. in that case, if they have access to the resources hear me out wild idea what if we did ban based on power <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoa whoa my bad well, I, I know but then but then soaring
1: oh no
0: Sol ring has gone <laughs> you can grandfather
3: in like legacy yeah. grandfathers in brainstorm and then ban everything new <laughs> based on power right you're like this is format staple defining card i guess that's okay but don't I, print new soul rings every set, right? Like don't make the colored soul loaders. ring in Commander oh, Legends Richard, 2. Oh, Richard,
0: you know they're printing another I, soul I, ring I in Commander actually, Legends too. You know it's gonna happen when they just made a they just made a black Lotus. You think they're not gonna make a soul ring electric Bugalo? You don't think though. I, like I think
2: I, I, I think that there is merit to that though, right? Like if you now go and just ban based on power, okay. Let's say you grandfather in Soul Ring, right? Because it's the face of the format, I guess. Uh, but you, I think what you could then kind of like keep an eye on is anything that's specifically commander targeted, like Commander Legends, uh, supplemental products. Be more like be willing to just ban from those forward because that's when you start like kind of like I, I like commander specific cards i love fierce guardianship i love things like that i don't want them to stop doing that but just like i don't want them to stop doing that i do also want them to be a little more aggressive about like like you know kicking things out of the format if it does kind of run wild right like dockside is from a commander deck yeah so like that is a commander product so if you're going to make specifically commander product you should be ready to ban and like patch things up
1: yeah i i mean i would agree with the power level thing i think the idea that the power isn't part of the bannings is kind of silly as it is like I, I i don't know it doesn't make much sense to me i would also say i would rather have the ban list be focused on the people that don't have a strong social contract to wrap about what we talked about in the beginning like don't focus your bannings on the commander clash play group. Like we don't need your, your help to manage our games. Focus on the people that really do need it. Those random pickup games or new players that might not have, uh, might not have that strong social contract. So I think you, you want to focus on that. I think either more bannings as Crim said, or no bannings. Like if you want to take it to the extreme, the other direction and just be like, Hey, rule zero social contract. Like if that's the thinking, then, then you don't really have to ban anything so either ban more aggressively and really control the format and make it about uh people who don't have the strong social contract or go the other direction and just be like rule zero everything nothing is banned this is all unnecessary figure it out on figure it out on your own have that hour-long conversation if you, if you can talk the rest of the playgroup into black lotus go for it. go for it <laughs> No, no,
0: Seth, you need to read these 20 articles about Rule Zero and the social contract before you pick up a game of Commander. That's the, That's the real solution. If uh, only we have long Twitter discourses, hour-long, every single week, and you just keep up with the latest discourse, then you will be able to play Commander in 2025. All right? Perfect. perfect. Keep working on it. As someone
2: just getting into the game and hearing yes. about Commander from all my friends, I am like, so put,
1: excited. i have do... a stack of essays <laughs> yeah. that you need to read. <laughs> Before you can play commander, I do worry so, that that'll we, intimidate new players. But I uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I
3: was gonna say, in a perfect world, the ban list should encapsulate all the tribal knowledge we have as commander players. So there's a whole bunch of taboos and like stuff you wouldn't know as a casual person, right? Like Armageddon is legal. You play Armageddon, everyone will give you the stink eye and like leave, <laughs> right? It <laughs> should be yep. banned right? It should be banned. Like, a new player should not be like, oh, this looks like a cool card. Let me play it. Go play it. Everyone hates their guts, and then they're like, what happened, right? Like, that's stupid, right? That's what the ban list is supposed to codify, right? Like, all these things as a community we've decided are bad should be banned. Like, if everyone thinks side is terrible, you should ban it rather than allow someone to play it and then get, you know, basically hated on, right? And they basically got to be like, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Like, that's that's dumb right like just codify it and then call it a day but they don't want to codify it and then it'll continue to be this like us versus them right are you in the cool commander crowd do you know all our secret rules if you don't then get out right like that's the opposite of welcoming so the banlist is supposed to accomplish that and as long as armageddon is not banned like it's a farce right like it, it, unless for some reason i can walk in and Armageddon everyone and they're happy about it like, like <laughs> you're not allowed to play that explicitly make that the rule so no one does it by
0: accident right and then like, you can rule zero it if yes. your play group is cool fit anymore exactly, out how right? about how about it, that it, what it's a so wild much concept. easier fair
2: to, to the side of caution right if you just ban it now right you don't have to worry about it and then if a group does have the social contract
0: yeah they can just easily I, just put, like put it in their decks I I think I I totally agree with what Seth said where it's either you either you you make a ban list that works for people for pickup games and is consistent and it is trying to achieve a, a stated goal. Or you just unban everything. There's not, not this wishy-washy signpost pans or grandfather <laughs> bans, all this nonsense or, or relying on the rule zero as your crutch and being like, here, read these 50 articles before you can play the game. Then have a half-hour conversation before you shuffle up. <laughs> no, it's that's not that's not how you grow a healthy format nobody's gonna do it people don't even know like that there is a rules committee like if you ask the average (laughs) commander player they don't know what a rules what the rules committee is they just know that there's a ban list and sometimes they don't even know what the banned cards are like you just you have to make it as as direct as possible and as simple as possible without all this extra work and, and I think the ban list is very useful in that regard as long as you're aiming for new players who do not have... Like the established rule zero talk with their playgroup or all that nonsense. You just have you have to aim it at those people because those are the people who are gonna be the lifeblood of Commander and is gonna make sure that the commander format continues to grow. You're not aiming it at the people who are already 10 years invested in Commander and have played games with their own playgroup for five plus years and know exactly what cards are good and not good for them. Like, no, that's not where you're you're supposed to be aiming the banless at. So I think that's really that that's really important. And if you're if you are gonna be be saying like oh these cards are fine and these cards aren't fine even though they do the exact same thing or it's like you know Mana Crypt is like this holy sacred cow that we can't ban or Dockside isn't and, but like you know like Hull oh. Breacher is the worst thing ever but you know that's, that's fine or whatever Golos is the real issue here um. Then just unban everything. Just like I just unban the Black Lotus, unban the Moxen. If you if you think the format is just about you know big flashy plays, which I know a lot of people you know on the RC and on the CAG uh, say like you know, you fast man is integral to the format being super sweet, like big explosive plays are big super sweet. Then unban everything. Like why this this halfway approach, this lack of consistency, like completely completely throws me off like it's like what, what is the point of all this ah i thought it was really good to get off my chest <laughs> i feel so much better <laughs> oh, it was, it i feel so for much a good, better
1: a good tomerat. rat ah, i also want to, i also wanted to say reading all this and talking about all this i feel like the current setup is a little bit biased towards experienced players and against new players one thing that drives me a little bit crazy is when you read through all this stuff the solutions to a lot of it sound like oh like have a bunch of money and have a bunch of decks. Like if you want to play commander, like you have this conversation and if someone vetoes your deck, well then just pull out your backup deck. And if they don't like that one, then pull up your backup deck. And I don't think that's like realistic for someone who's joining the game. Like we want this format to be welcoming to new players. And it seems like wizards is trying to onboard people into the game as a whole through commander. Now this is a starting point format. I don't think it's realistic for us to expect like everyone to have 10 decks so they can you know shuffle through and find the exact right matching power level like some people just want to play a commander game and i think especially for new players i wish we were more accommodating to them and i think the inconsistencies the idea that like oh just like take out that card and add in some other cards because you must have millions of cards or just oh don't play that deck and play your other deck because you got millions of decks like i think it's pretty unfriendly towards new players for a format that is like the the starting point for a lot of players now like this is the the first format a lot of people are gonna play no that that's
2: very true remember when we were at vegas uh i i had some people that just come up come up and they were like oh i was like oh what kind of power level do you want to play with they're like oh i i don't really know uh what my deck is and i'm like okay so then i now and if it weren't for the fact that i've been playing what since i was in like elementary school (laughs) I I was like okay well I'll just try to find a deck that can accommodate the power level that I think you're probably playing at but that's I have you have to have like been playing the game for like 20 years right, (laughs) to even have that kind of collection so and like the average person will just be like I I don't know I just have this deck and I threw cards in there that I like cool yeah (laughs) So, so yeah, like, and, it, and it's, it's, that's why I think, like, the ban list, they should be aggressively banning. Again, like, unbanning thing, that's, that still puts us still in the same spot with chaos, at least. But I do think that aggressively banning does kind of, like, put us, like, a lot more structure on the format. And I, and I think that's yeah. what it just needs. It's,
0: anything it's taboo, also- just
2: ban it. Like it's just-
0: also crazy to me how how little the ban list has expanded over the years, despite the in crazy, the exponential growth of new commander cards, influx of commander cards coming into the format. Like, can you imagine any other format, you know, having such a such a a lack of lack of banning in terms of just like this sheer number of new cards? Where like even the standard cards are now commander forward, right? Like that's that's the main that's where we're at. So we have like. I don't even know how many unique cards entering the, the format every every single year now. It's like crazy, unprecedented. And, and yet the ban list doesn't doesn't really meet meet that. And then the question is like what's what's they what's the point of the ban the list? Team. Like you should you have to expand it, right? Like there's gonna be more problematic cards. Even if even a Wizards of the Coast was like being absolutely perfect and they never want to ever print a broken card ever again in Commander, just the sheer number of cards means that it's inevitably going to be happening even despite their best interests. Like they yeah. never want to break standard for example. They didn't want to make Oko break everything. It just happened, you know? And then and then like imagine just like commander, if, even if they wanted to never ever make a chase rare that would break the format. It's going to happen just because of how how many cards are they're adding and and yet we're just being like, you know, busted stuff is fine, embrace it. But then like think about it, a, a new player. It's like you, you show up if you're pre-con and everybody's playing busted stuff, and you're like, well, I got destroyed. I guess my pre-con's not good enough. I guess I guess I'm just not allowed to I guess I have to pay, spend like 500 dollars Now screw that. I'm going to do a different I'm going go into a different hobby. And it's like, well, the the band list should foster a, a, a baseline experience, right? But it's it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> Mm. well that was that was a happy podcast <laughs> yay <laughs> um so w- w- any closing thoughts anybody uh, anything you want to add before we wrap this podcast up any takeaways uh,
2: I think the, the takeaway is please ban Dockside <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like legitimately please oh my god ban Dockside I would
0: not shed a tear for Dockside mm, but I also want Crypticon too <laughs> I'm I'm at the point where if you want to say Sol Ring isn't banned because it's getting grandfathered in and that's the only exception ever and everything else is fair game, then I'll be like I'll take it, <laughs> I'll take it at this point. I think it's it's still very ban worthy, but just get rid of the rest, get rid of the crypts, get rid of
1: side. But at the very uh, least, I think my my final thought would be. The podcast might have came across a little harsh at some points, but Commander is pretty awesome. Like, don't let this podcast make it sound like Commander is some horrible mess. It's not like Hogak Modern or something, where the format's falling (laughs) apart, no one wants to play it. It's like uh, there's certainly things that can be done to improve it, and that's what we're kind of talking about today. But don't take this to mean that, like, Commander's in some horrible place, especially if you're someone who mostly plays 60 card formats and you're thinking, oh no, like, you know, Dockside, uh, everyone's saying it really needs to be banned. It's probably ruining the format. Like, like commander doesn't really work that way to the same extent that 60 card formats do. So definitely could use improvements and we can always do better, but commander is still like, it's still really fun right now. And I, you know, I think everyone's having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I I would it we're we're taking a client. fun thing and trying to make
3: it more fun. But like for all this talk about ban lists and social contracts, I camp games on Moto all the time where like people don't even know how to use like the, the yield keys. And mm-hmm. I've never had a problem in a pickup game with power level or, like, banned cards. or so. Like, if someone plays a dockside, like, either they went on the spot or everyone murders them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And, like, we move, like, you know, people are very loose with their power definitions. And I think the games are fun. I, I don't know. I, it's not, like, crumbling. It's not like I'm playing standard or something. <laughs> right? So I I think this is just, like, us nitpicking. Right? And I, And I do want to say that, it's not the individuals on the RC's fault in any of this. Like, if I yeah. was on the RC doing this as volunteer work, I would do equally as the same job that we're criticizing, right? I do worse because <laughs> you should really have a team of like fifty people doing this full time yeah. four volunteers, right? And they they're doing with you know what they have, right? But so I think Tomer's point of it's on wizards, right? Wizards can pull the plug anytime, but they're choosing not to, right? So at the end of the day, it's wizard's fault. And I think they should actually do something about it just to signal they care, right? Like, and they could just hire the RC and then augment them with more resources, right? Like that would be the win-win, right? So yeah. Don't 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 take this as be us being like harsh on
2: the RC individually, right? It's more of a critique of wizards. Yeah. And like I think like, well, this this year, right? We're not like, I mean, just a few podcasts ago, right? We had already talked about it. Like the commander commander is like amazing. Uh, I I know that I, and I think I believe Richard, even were saying that we would rather play Commander as it is in present day than like 2013, right? Or something like that. So like Commander has made big strides, and it's dared to like make new cards and new mechanics and new things like that, and I want them to keep doing that. Just be ready to axe it if it goes wild. That's all.
0: Yeah, and I I, I definitely did a a poor job kind of uh framing everything in terms of perspective over overall on the format I, I, as you guys mentioned commanders doing a great job right now commander's f- thriving it's it's as popular as, as, as it's ever been really so objectively speaking commander's in a really good place right now uh, i think i think the the main criticism just comes from like ongoing frustrations from from nitpicking and and, and that's important to say like commander is still super fun i play commander i'm going to be playing three times a week and i'm going to be really enjoying it every single time i stream once a week i do a commander quickie uh every tuesday recording and i'm going to be recording with uh commander clash as well on thursdays so i'm playing three times a week i've never i've never dreaded playing commander i've never been like ugh, going back to work i'm always really excited for it and i've been doing this for years and years and years like I love Commander. I'm having a super uh, fun time. If I wasn't, then I wouldn't be doing my job, right? But um, that that's an important context. And and the RSC is doing uh, doing as well as they can. And they also get a lot of hate. They get a lot of angry people constantly. And, and I guess we're uh, to an extent. I I'm one of those people who are, are giving them a little bit of heat. But I, I never want to attack the individual person there. I just more of like their their current philosophy with the ban list is is what what frustrates me and it was kind of building up and i really wanted a place to to kind of like talk about it constructively and that's that's where it is it's not we're not i'm not going for the the four people on on the ban list i'm not yelling at any of those people there they're doing the best they can and they definitely don't deserve any like hates or anything to the individual it's just more like you know their their rules and philosophies are 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 there on the table to be you know discussed and that's what we're trying to do here not not go after specific people so that's basically it like format's great format is objectively thriving and uh, we have so much content (laughs) please (laughs) band oxide rustic study just throwing it out there just ban it (laughs) and also if you love these cards like you can continue jamming these cards it's absolutely fine if you want high power games if you want to have 15 mana on turn one like that's not necessarily a bad thing and you can you're you're happy to enjoy. It. You feel free feel free to yell at us also in the comment section if you love the, if you're like side is the best thing ever. Don't you dare ban it. Like you can by all means. It's great. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's our show, everybody. A long podcast. I promise we're going to be going back onto uh, more lighthearted stuff in in the future. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy this show. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and all that wherever you're listening slash watching this. mtggoldfishmerch.com is where you can support us financially. And until next time, friends, see ya!